Hello, everyone. Welcome to A Larger World, presented by Page Turners. They were not my Star Wars podcast. Today on the show, we're going to talk a couple of things. Firstly, we're going to just talk briefly about the release of Visions. Then we're going to talk a little bit about opinions. And then we'll talk about our main topic, which is the weapons of Return of the Jedi. Join me after the break. Hello, everyone. My name is Brennan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And welcome to A Larger World, presented by Page Turners. They were not my Star Wars podcast. Today is September 22nd. For you Lord of the Rings fans out there, September 22nd is both Bilbo and Frodo Baggins' birthday. So, a special, a party of special magnificence for them. And to make it even more special, today is the release of Star Wars Visions. Um, I will bring you my review on Friday. I am very excited for this new series. Uh, Mark Fernandez, when he was on. Uh, Riley's Cantina on the Good People Association yesterday basically said this is everything that he has wanted to see in Star Wars. Uh, if you want to know more, go check out the uh, the episode where they talk about the Big Mac of Star Wars. Okay, the second thing I wanted to talk about really quick is opinions on the films. I'm going to keep this brief. You, When you express an opinion, it is important to qualify that opinion. I didn't like this movie because of X. I like this movie because of Y. I didn't like this scene because this. I like this scene because of that. That is qualifying it. Or I believe that someone crosses the line. It's when they quantify their opinion. Movies are subjective. It is not wise to try to quantify an opinion. Now, if the mic was in frame and you saw it and you said, oh, that stood out. Or like a Starbucks cup in Game of Thrones. That you can quantify because that is an, an, an actual error, an actual uh, an actual error, not in terms of art, but a technical error. Technical errors like those kind of things are quantitative, but when it comes to the quality of a movie, it is better to qualify your opinion than quantify. Let me explain an example of quantifying. 
a quantified opinion would be uh, I didn't like The Rise of Skywalker because I felt because it was J.J. Abrams giving the finger to Ryan Johnson and trying to undo it because he didn't like they don't like each other. Or there was going to be this. Uh, and it would have been better. Kathleen Kennedy hadn't come in and, you know, blah, blah, blah. We can have a discussion about those things. But as far as opinions are concerned, that I think is attempting to quantify and therefore justify an opinion. When it should be a simple matter of saying, I didn't like this or I did like this. For whatever reason, I do not think it is wise to come up with tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theories or even take things we know and say, here is proof why it sucks. To me, that is not good. Um, that is not good. I can't think of a better word, but opinion forming. It is not good for giving your opinion to use those kind of quantifications. You may disagree, and that's fine. But I have laid out how I feel about it. So those are my thoughts on opinions. Okay, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about our main topic, the weapons of Return of the Jedi. See you in a minute. Okay, we are back. Uh, yet again, it's kind of a short list, and I'm not going to give you the technical names of the weapons. Because in many cases, I don't know them. So the first weapon we see that's new is the Vibro Axe used by the Gamorrean guards at Jabba's Palace. Interesting that they use old-fashioned weapons. Now, apparently, Vibro weapons are more effective than traditional melee weapons. So we see the Gamorrean guards with their vibro axes. So that's new. Um, we see a couple of uh, blasters and whatnot in Jabba's palace, but nothing of particular significance. And the next big weapon that we see is the weapon that is most iconic to this film. And that, of course, is Luke's green lightsaber. It took me forever to realize that on the original theatrical poster, Luke's lightsaber is blue. But green is the lightsaber in the movie. 
the green saber. I like the blue saber, but Luke's green saber is my favorite of his two sabers. Um, I love the surprise of it. And that's probably why it wasn't on the poster in the right color, because I think they wanted to have it be a big surprise. That's my guess. And what a surprise. I think that the green looks fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um, somebody showed what it would have looked like if it had been blue. It does not work with the desert background. The green stands out so well. And so strongly. It's absolutely magnificent. And seeing Luke go to town with that saber, amazing. Uh, by the way, if I'm not mistaken, that is the very first time that we see a lightsaber deflective blaster bolt, which becomes part of Star Wars. So, what a great lightsaber. Um, the last time we see it chronologically is in The Last Jedi. In the flashback to um, Luke's quote-unquote betrayal of Ben. I'd be interested to know what happened to it after that. But Luke's green saber is my favorite of his sabers. Arguably my favorite of the original trilogy sabers. So that's a big one. The next one that we get to see that's significant is Boba Fett's wrist blaster. Um, he has a blaster on his arm bracers. That's kind of interesting to see. Um, and then, of course, we know what happens to Boba Fett after that. So our heroes escape and go and plan the battle, and then go to the forest moon of Endor. Where they meet the Ewoks. And this brings a whole new collection of weaponry to Star Wars. Spears, clubs, slingshots, bows and arrows, dropping stones from hang gliders, log traps, my goodness. The Ewoks are nothing if not inventive. Now, the Forces of Destiny shorts reveal that all the traps the Ewoks had for the Empire were set up to stop the Gorax, which is a giant hairy ape-like creature that terrorizes the forests which first appeared, by the way, in the first of the two Ewok movies, and then was made canon by Forces of Destiny. So the Ewoks, I always like to say, they look cute and cuddly 
and not a threat. But let's be clear, they were about to roast and eat our heroes. And they were playing the helmets of their fallen enemies like bongos. Or like drums. And also, I mean, look at the one guy who has a skull on his head. These creatures, they may look cute, but they are vicious. And um, there is a, an add-on to Star Wars Battlefront 2, which I think it's called like Ewok Attack or something like that. And you either play as an Ewok or as a Stormtrooper. And if you're a Stormtrooper, you're trying to survive the Forest Moon of Endor at night with the Ewoks murdering you. So the Ewoks bring, you know, lots of interesting weapons, which proved to be very effective, even against Imperial troops. Now, we could spend a whole episode talking about the logic of that. But I think that might be missing the point. So, yet again, I didn't realize this. That on Endor, we see Leia use the same blaster that she used in A New Hope. Which is an Alderanian hunting blaster. Which is called Satine's Lament. And those of you who are familiar with the Clone Wars might know that reference. And then we get a nice little weapon with the blasters used by the Imperial Scout Troopers. The little handheld blasters, which I actually kind of like. I'd like to look at them. I'd like to own one of those. And then we come to the greatest weapon of all. At least one of the greatest weapons. This counts. It's Emperor Palpatine's Force Lightning. Another iconic image of Star Wars. And an iconic image of the Sith. It's Force Lightning. We later see Count Dooku use it. We also see Rey accidentally use it. But this is an iconic image of Palpatine zapping Luke with lightning. Same lightning which unfortunately ends up killing Darth Vader. Though one could argue that when Darth Vader became Anakin, he was accepting that he was going to die. Maybe his hate was the only thing keeping him alive. Yet again, we could have a whole episode about that. But the lightning of Palpatine, that becomes an iconic image. And probably one of the most iconic images of evil in the Star Wars saga. And uses it again to great effect in The Rise of Skywalker. So that brings us to the end of the weapons of Return of the Jedi. Not very many um, that are new and interesting. The Vibro Axe, I don't know if I'd want to use it, but I'd like to own one just for decoration. I would like to own a, the one of the, storm, the Scout Trooper Blaster Pistols. And Luke's green lightsaber I'd like. 
lightning as cool it is as it is? No, because it's an evil thing. So those are my thoughts on the weapons of Return of the Jedi. Let me know what your favorites are. My name is Brennan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And thank you for tuning in to A Larger World. Presented by Page Turners They Were Not. My Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you.